This is Inside Jag Nation, the official podcast of the South Alabama Jaguars. Each week, hear from Jaguar student-athletes, coaches, staff, and alumni as they uncover and relive great stories. With this week's guest, here's former All-Sunbelt Conference offensive lineman Chris May and Jaguar radio broadcaster J.T. Crabtree. Welcome to Inside Jag Nation, the weekly podcast for the University of South Alabama Department of Athletics. I'm J.T. Crabtree, joined by my co-host Chris May. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Glad to be back uh, on here for another episode and get to talk and hang out a little. Getting to talk some basketball uh, with a basketball student-athlete for the first time here on Inside Jag Nation. Former guard for the Jags women's basketball team from 2013 to 2016. Colby D for three. Colby Davis. What's going on, Colby? (laughs) Nothing much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, You were... You joined the team right around the time I joined uh, women's basketball, so I've gotten to know you pretty well over a couple of years, and now you're you're back with the Jags after your playing days are over. So let's let's talk about what you're doing now with South Alabama. So right now, currently, um, I am the graduate assistant coach uh, with the women's team. Um, first year, so my first year went really well. I think um, it wasn't a big transition for me as player to now coach. Um, I think it came pretty natural to me. So, I mean, I'm loving it. Um, this is something that I want to do, and I think this is something I'm actually supposed to be doing. So, and I can only thank Coach Fowler for that, giving me this opportunity. You were away from basketball for a little bit after graduation. What did you do in between the time of playing and coaching now? So, playing, playing actually at South and then trying kind of transitioning um, out of that, uh, I think the biggest transition for me was just the routine, daily routine. So it wasn't anymore, you know, waking up, going to class, maybe to study hall, practice, and doing it all over again. So I think that was the biggest transition for me because I was actually entering the real world. So getting a job and, you know, having bills to pay and things like that. So I think overall, um, you know, I think that was probably the biggest transition. But after, you know, I graduated, um, I didn't go directly into working because, as you know, like I got hurt. So that whole summer um, was basically me rehabbing, doing physical therapy and things like that. Um, but after all that was that, I think I was released um, from physical therapy in August, that August. And then I decided that I want to do personal training. So I ended up doing that. Um, and then I actually did a little bit of sports modeling, too. So that was a good opportunity as well. So I think doing that and then now being able to come back as a coach, um, I think that's, you know, that's a blessing in itself, honestly. Has it been weird or anything working and coaching with uh, the three seniors that this year that are on the team that you played with? Um, No, I think it – I think for them, they loved it. I think they really – when I was there, there was somebody they looked up to and then like they like how they would like to say I was the mom of the team, Mama Kobe. Um, but I think it was it was easier for them to be able to adjust just because I've been there before. We played together. I think probably the, the biggest transition was it wasn't the player to player or teammate to teammate relationship. It was more of a player to coach relationship. And like you just having that respect and, you know, things like that. So I think as far as that relationship goes, it, it developed quicker than I, 
probably expected it to, which, you know, which was good. So I kind of had the same experience. There was a guy that I played with. His name was Sean Arts. He actually played beside me for a year and then ended up having some, some pretty serious back injuries that kept him from playing his senior year. So his senior year, he actually transitioned basically into that same role that, that what you're doing now. And he had played with basically the whole O-line. So it was cool to kind of have that experience because, yes, we saw him, you know, as, a, as our coach. But at the same time, he was kind of a, a mediator between us and the coach. That There was kind of this level of, you know, so, sometimes coaches, they're, they're a lot older than you and may not be able to completely – relate to you on everything but we had this GA that was the same age as us had literally just went through the same stuff the same you know waking up at 5 a.m to go to practice and eating uncrustables and all all that jazz (laughs) so he was kind of a a mediator for us so we kind of had that same experience Um, so it's cool to hear that 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 that's working out the same way for you yeah definitely when did you start playing basketball and did you play any other sports or anything like that through high school so I started at six years old. My mom actually, you know, got me started with basketball. Um, I think in, you know, I did track, I've done volleyball. And then high school, middle school, I played volleyball, did track and things. And then high school, um, I think my freshman year, I did track. And then after my freshman year, it was totally strictly just about basketball. Um, so I think for me, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go to college. I knew I wanted to get a scholarship, you know, be able to play at that next level. And I think it's really rewarding when, you know, as far as my parents goes, you know, they really invested the time, the money. So whether that was AAU basketball camps or, you know, one-on-one workouts with trainers and things like that, I think it's very rewarding when they've done everything that they could do up to me going to college and me actually being able to go to the next level and being able to be successful at that next level as well. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. All right. So you were Terry Fowler's first recruit at South. You get, you get to hold that title. You were lone freshman on that 2013 team. Uh, We'll talk about that more in a moment, but why did you want to come to South? So probably a lot of people don't know that Coach Fowler didn't recruit me. Um, It was actually the previous coaching staff. Um, You know, you get the call, you know, they're no longer going to be there anymore. So it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay? Am I going to go to a different school? Am I going to follow, you know, that coaching staff? And at the time, that coaching staff, you know, didn't really know where they were going to end up at. So you really get to thinking as to what am I going to do? You know, I built this relationship with these with these coaches, you know, I don't really know anything about the coaching staff that's coming in, but I think ultimately for me, I made the decision to stay. Um, I think I got, I actually graduated in June and then the next day I was at South. So I didn't really get to enjoy the time being out of school and, you know, hang out with my friends or family, things like that. It was graduation that Saturday have, you know, a graduation party, trying to get as much time with my family and friends that I could, and then it's getting on the road headed to Mobile, moving in and things like that. I met Coach Fowler. He actually, as soon as I got to Mobile, he came over and helped me get all moved in. We met and things like that. Um, but I think for me, it was – I had to be able to trust Coach Fowler and his coaching staff. Um, and really, as you know, they say trust the process. I had to really trust the process and really just know that I was making the right decision. You know, my freshman year, um, 
starting off, it was going really well. And then you having a season ending injury and that kind of, I mean, you don't expect that. You know, I had goals. I wanted to be freshman of the, freshman of the year, freshman of the conference and things like that. And I wasn't able to really um, achieve that goal. And then not only that, you know, I think it was a big transition for Coach Fowler as well coming in. You know, he came from North Alabama coming into South, which he has been, he has been at South before, but I think just being the head coach, I think that was a big, big transition for him as well. But, um, you know, freshman year didn't really go how I wanted to. You know, us winning, I think we won like eight games my freshman year and then just kind of maybe getting ahead of myself. But then sophomore year, we don't really have the season that you want to have either. And I think for me, that was probably a disappointing season for me just because I think I was still caught up, you know, in my injury. You know, I didn't want to re-injure it. And I think just mentally I wasn't as strong as I thought I could be my sophomore year. Um, so I think, you know, those first two years, it was definitely some adversity that had happened. And I think that actually – made me realize how strong and tough I actually was. Because my freshman year, I think I was out five to six months just rehabbing. You know, no surgery. I tore my PCL. So as far as me having surgery and things like that, it wasn't going to really help. So all I could do was just really rehab and, um, and just try to get back on the court. But, I mean, like I said, that adversity, I could have, like, and, and I always tell people, like, me transferring just because of the, you know, the season or you could say the record that we had, you know, not once it ever come to my mind of, okay, I'm going to transfer. No. And that goes back to me actually trusting what Coach Fowler and his coaching staff were trying to do. Um, and like I said, it goes back to me just trusting the process. You know, once it, get, once it gets hard, you know, you just can't run because it's not going the way that you probably want it to go. So, I think that was my biggest thing is that I just told myself, you know, just trust, trust what they're trying to do. And I think, you know, kind of speaks for itself. my junior year. We kind of, that's when we really just, really just took off and, you know, had the momentum and things. That actually leads literally into my next question. Your sophomore year, you went five and 24. Then junior mm -hmm. year, you go 15 and 15. You went, you, you had plus 10 in wins from sophomore to junior year. How fun was that turnaround from sophomore to junior year? I think, you know, it was amazing because I think that transition, you know, into the sophomore year, so you're thinking, okay, I don't want my next two years to be, you know, like my previous two years. Like, I need these two years to, you know, for us to really, you know, win and, um, you know, be successful. And I think that – I think that ultimately came – from like just the culture that we had, you know, we had leaders, you know, upperclassmen and things like that. I was one of those people. So I think we really just came together and, you know, we had to figure out, okay, what are we going to do to be able to be successful or to, you know, really do what we know we can do. I mean, we had the talent. So, I mean, the talent thing, that wasn't, you know, the, you know, the question. So I think for us, we really, we figured it out. That's, that's what I said. We figured it out and, you know, we, we just came together as a, you know, as a collective group and said, this is what we're going to do. And I think we did that. I had the pleasure of traveling with you guys for several years. Um, Y'all as players are fun as, as, as you are, but 
the coaching staff with you guys is pretty special. How, how fun has it been to go from playing for the coaching staff to now being a part of the coaching staff? It's definitely different being on the other side now, but I think for me, um, not a lot of people say that they've been able to play for a coaching staff and now being able to work with them. So I think for me, that's really rewarding. And, you know, the coaching staff is great. I mean, you know, it's a, as far as the program goes, we're very, it's a, it's a family. It's definitely a family oriented group. Um, and I think that, and that, that's actually one of the biggest things that was important to me actually coming to South um, and committing there. But, you know, working with this group, I mean, I've been able to learn. Um, you know, I've been very thankful that, you know, even for Coach O, she's really just taking me under her wing and really just, you know, just showing me the ropes and things like that. So I think, you know, I'm still learning. And, you know, a lot of people, I didn't come in with the mindset of, I was a good player, so me coming into this, you know, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be a good coach and things like that. That was never the mentality that I had. The mentality was, yes, I was a good player, but now being on the other side, now I'm ready to learn. Now I'm ready to learn from a coaching um, aspect. And I think, you know, being this is my first year that I've been able to do that. So um, it's really a blessing. It really is. I can truly say it's really a blessing just to be able to learn from this uh, group of coaches. I know when when I found out that you were coming back as the GA coach, I was I was stoked because I mean I, I don't I don't work with the women's team anymore, but I know the the relationship you have with the coaches. I know the relationship you had with your teammates, and I know how much of an impact you had as a player. So obviously, I could expect the same from you as a coach, and I think that's a I think that's definitely true. You've uh, you're, you're definitely. I mean, there's a reason why we have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> well, how do you feel like your time as a student athlete, um, especially getting into coaching? How do you feel like your time as a student athlete has impacted where and who you are today? I think being a student athlete. Um, I think for me, I've you know transitioning you know from high school to to college I've had the structure you know at home with my parents um you know a lot of people ask you know was it a big transition from you coming to high school to college and you know basically like time management and things like that and honestly no it wasn't hard because like I said I had that structure coming in you know to college so as far as that I knew I had to take care of my business and I know if I didn't there's going to be consequences so I think for me you know, and I think the coaching staff um, will say the same thing. And this is kind of what the players now are hearing is, you know, Kobe took care of her business on and off the court. She knew how to carry herself. You know, we didn't have any problems with, you know, with Kobe. And that's true. And, and I say that very humbly. Like, I didn't – like, I knew what I had to do. I knew the position that I was in. And I know if I didn't take care of my business, whether it was on or off the court, that, like I said, there could have been consequences that, that came with that. So, and I think, you know, and the girls, you know, I've always heard that, and they'll come back to me and say, yeah, they said they never, like, had problems with you, and things like that. Like, you were just perfect. I was like, well, I wouldn't say perfect, but, like I said, I took care of my business, and I knew what I had to do, um, you know, during my four years, you know, in South. Along those same lines, then, what advice would you give to any current or soon-to-be uh, student-athlete? I think the advice that I was would give them, like I said, is 
know why you're, you know, why you're at South, why you're in college, you know, not everybody gets the opportunity to be able to, you know, still be able to play the game, their love, play the game that they love and also being able to get an education as well. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, well, you're getting a free education and it's like, yeah, in a sense, but there is work that comes with that as well. I mean, like I said, you know, you have to have a routine, um, you know, like I said, from study hall to getting treatment, to practice, to individual workouts, like you have to have a routine and really set a routine for yourself. And I think that makes it a little bit easier. Like I said, time management, I think, you know, for our girls, that's kind of hard sometimes because you may want to go hang out with friends, but you know that, okay, you have a test the next day. So what is really the the smartest option? Is it to go hang out with your friends and things like that? Or is it to, you know, really from an academic standpoint, study for your test and, you know, do your homework and things like that. So I think the advice that I would give them is just know why you're there and really just have that time management. Um, and just, you know, just be smart with your time, basically. Who would you say has been the most impactful person in your life? Definitely, I would have to say my parents. Um, like I, going back to kind of previous what I said, I think if it wasn't for my parents and, you know, the time and, you know, just them investing into their their child, I don't think I would be here uh, right now. And not a lot of people know my mom, you know, like I said, she had, she's got me started, you know, playing basketball. But my mom has been my coach ever since all the way up to college. So whether that was me playing, you know, on different AAU teams, it's so weird because they would always – it was like we were a package deal almost. Like, it was really weird. Um, they would always just ask for her to coach. And I don't think – it's not like she came, you know, came in with it like, oh, whatever team you go to, I'm going to coach you. No, it was nothing like that. It was just, you know, they wanted her a part of the team as well. So – and, and not a lot of people can say that they've had, you know, their parent or things like that to be able to coach them all the way up into college. So I think for me, that was, you know, I was really blessed to have my mom, you know, be able to coach me and things like that. So, yeah, I would have, definitely have to say my parents have been, you know, they, I mean, they've been there. They're my parents. So and he was like, and you may think it's like, well, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but not a lot of not a lot of parents can do that. You know, that's a lot of time, you know, traveling, you know, things like that. And I, like I said, I'm just very blessed to have, you know, my parents have been able to, you know, do that for me. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, one of the questions that we like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast of just to try and pull back the curtain and get to know Colby a little bit more, what would you say is your definition of success? I think my def definition of success, I think a lot of people think success is just winning. Um, that's a form of it. But for me, it's just, I think once you, you know, you set a goal for yourself and, you know, want to really aim to achieve that goal, and then you do, that goal may be just, I don't know, let's say getting a certain GPA average in a, in a class or, for, you know, for that semester that's success. So if I say I want to get 3.0 for this semester or 3.0 and, you know, when I leave South, that's success for me. And I think for, you know, as far as like off the court goes, I think, you know, me being able to be a leader, um, you know, on the team and being able to actually, you know, fulfill that role, 
I would think that, you know, that would be my definition of success. It's not all, he would say, it's not all about winning, but, you know, I think I can go back to my, you know, two years, my freshman and my sophomore year, you know, I wouldn't say that we wasn't successful, but I mean, if you look at the winning record, you think, oh, they wasn't successful. And it's like, mm, you could say that, but I think, you know, the time that you put in, like the daily effort that you put into practice and things like that, be able to go hard each and every day at a high level. Um, I would say, you know, we were successful in, in that aspect of it. It's awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, Colby, we've uh, we've gone into the archives. We've pulled up your old player bio, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna see uh, see how much of this is still accurate. Okay. Okay. Your uh, your favorite movie listed is Love and Basketball. Yeah, that's still accurate. Okay. <laughs> it's a solid favorite movie. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> favorite teams, Miami Heat and the L.A. Sparks. L.A. Sparks is still accurate. Okay, with Miami Heat, no, not accurate. No. I'm a LeBron fan, so, you know, when he was playing at Miami, that, you know, back then, that was – that's why I would say, you know, that was my favorite team. I thought that's, that's what it was. Next thing. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, Chris. That's who's your favorite athlete? You've got listed as LeBron James, Candace Parker, and Diana Taurasi. That's accurate. So is LeBron the goat to you? Yes. Nice. nice. <laughs> I, I respectfully disagree, but I do think that there is a very solid argument for it. Um, hey Chris, when we're done when we're done with this podcast, you know we can we can go have a conversation <laughs> outside of. This. We could probably do a whole another podcast just on that. Obviously, right. you have much more validity in that argument than I do. <laughs> I'm just an old washed up white guy that runs up and down the court to try and keep from blowing my hamstring out. <laughs> you played at a high level, so what are you, talking <laughs> you, about? you play pickup ball with a uh, with Boogie's cousin or brother. That's true, and he – I so uh, Jaleel Cousins, Boogie's little brother, has come and played in a couple of pickup leagues that I play in over here. I say leagues. It's more just a bunch of washed-up guys getting together on, you know, at 5 mm-hmm. a.m. in the morning and playing basketball. I, I'm i not a small guy. Um, usually on the court, I'm one of the biggest guys on the court. Like, just na- – I played offensive line, so just naturally, you know, I'm a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. I'm usually guarding the other bigger guy on the team, so when – Boogie's little brother, Jaleel, he's like 6'10", huge, has come and played with us. I'm always the one that has to guard him the entire morning. I've never had someone make me feel like a child before um, <laughs> until I played him. Like, he literally could just move me wherever he wanted me to go on the court. And it was just like, I mean, this, is, this can't be fun for you. Like, I right. know it's really fun for me. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. <laughs> Well, your favorite music uh, is listed. You've got Kendrick Lamar, Beyonce, Sierra, and Chris Brown. I would say Sierra, probably not as accurate. No, it's not accurate. But still the the other ones. Yeah, the other ones are still accurate. Those are good good solid ones, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, your favorite food listed is tacos, spaghetti, and nachos. Yep. Yeah. Accurate. (laughs) <laughs> solid food choices there i mean you can't beat those right if you mexican. meet somebody that doesn't like those three things you might not want to be friends with them yeah just mex- mexican and italian those are my go-to's go-to foods 
What would you say has been your favorite memory of your time at South? I think my favorite, I probably have a couple, but uh, probably my favorite memory is just being able to build or have built just long-term like relationships with, you know, former teammates, um, even like with current players now. I think that would, I think that would be my favorite memory. But besides, actually my favorite memory, like basketball memory, it would have to be my junior year winning the game winner, hitting the game winner against Troy at home. I think that would be the my favorite one, yeah. It's, uh, it's not your backcourt violation at Georgia Southern. We'll inbound it to Colby, and she goes the wrong way. She just forgot which goal she was going to, and she ran the wrong way and got a backcourt violation. And Terry Fowler can't help but laugh. I've never seen that before. Colby got it and sprinted the wrong way. <laughs> JT, we're not going to bring that up. Uh, we just don't leave that alone. Leave that where it's at. <laughs> hey, that, that may be next in line. <laughs> hey, we won the game. That's all that matters. We did. We did. You're right. That's all that matters. All that matters. We won it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to give us your perspective of that story? I, okay. So <laughs> it was like getting down to the last, you know, it was the end of the game. So Coach President, he draws up, you know, the play that we're running. And I guess I thought the way he drew it up, like the side he drew it up on, like I don't, I don't know, like I don't know what I was thinking. But basically – when I can't remember who threw it in, but one of my teammates threw it in. And so I go the opposite way. And like, like, and I was serious. It wasn't like, you know, it was like an accident. No, like I was really serious, like wide open, like all these things. Now I didn't shoot it like at the wrong goal or anything like that. But I don't know. Like I, I really can't even tell you like what was going through my head during that time, but I think it was the way he drew it up. And so, like, one of my other players, I was like, yeah, I can see why you, like, think that, but it's, they were like, Kobe, like, you know, why would we be going that way? <laughs> Everybody on like, the team's over here, though. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, my gosh. I was, you know, I can honestly, like, I wasn't embarrassed. It was just like one of those where I was like, dang, Kobe, really? Like, come on now. It was like one of those moments. But, hey, like JT said, we won that game, so, hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> That was that crazy game that uh Cam London had like twenty points or something. Yes, that was that game. Hey, we won it though. It's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> all that matters. That was the goal. <laughs> Colby Davis, former women's basketball student athlete for the Jags from 2013 to 2016. Colby, appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. Yes, thank you for having me once again. Thank you. That'll thank do you it for, for this, joining us. That'll do it for this episode thank of Inside Jag Nation. Join us weekly for a new episode on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. For Colby and for Chris, I'm JT Crabtree. We'll talk to you guys next time. Inside Jag Nation is a production of South Alabama Athletics. Weekly episodes can be found for free on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio by simply searching South Alabama Jaguars. You can also go to usajaguars.com and select the Multimedia tab. Thanks for listening, and go Jags! Wow!